Swung on, hit in the air to deep right. That goes high. It is far. It is gone. Welcome. A Stantonian home run. To the 161st Street Burgers Road Podcast. A Judgian blast. All rise. Here comes the judge. Featuring your host, Wesley Segundo, and Shufri Rise. To 161 Murderers Row Podcast. Episode 5, The Severino Shutdown with your host, I, Wesley Segundo, and my brother, Shufri Wright. As you are well aware right now, Severino uh, tweaked his uh, shoulder in which he had shoulder inflammation and he is now shut down for the rest of this month until May. Now, uh, a shoulder issue, you ask. Yes, that is very serious, especially inflammation. Inflammation can lead to a lot. I honestly think they should really shut down Severino until further notice. Now, what did the Yankees do? Okay, they have Sessa, they have Herman, but also they have reached a verbal agreement with Gio Gonzalez for a year. But the thing is, until he gets called up to the Major League roster and gets added to the Major League roster, he won't get the $3 million that it's worth. On top of that, they have until April 20th to do that. If they do not do that by April 20th, he is a free agent again, and he could sign wherever he would like. Shoe? This is the kind of deal that I have been clamoring Brian Cashman to make since the, the shoulder issues began with Severino, because one of the points that I continue to hammer was the Yankees don't have enough starting pitching to compete with the Red Sox. They need another quality arm in, the, in a rotation or two. And I, I really felt that a sign like Gio Gonzalez, a proven veteran who's only 33 years old, would definitely, would definitely be a big booster to this rotation. And funny enough, when the signing happened, I, and I, and I, and I let you know that it was happening was, I felt that this is exactly what the Yankees could use. A guy who could be middle, middle of the rotation, you know what you're, you're, going, you're going to get out of Gonzalez. Yes, he had he had an up and down year last season with, when he went 10 and 11 between the Nationals and Brewers with a 4.12 ER 4.21 ERA with 32 starts. But you know that you're going to get at least 30 starts out of him. Should he should he make the Yankee uh, Major League roster? I think it will be a, a big help. I mean, and of course he's got to go through spring training and get himself ready for the season. However, I believe that the Yankees definitely got, may have gotten themselves a steal of a guy who still has something to prove and still got plenty left in the tank in regards to how much of an impact can he make for the Yankees in 2019. But you also have to remember right now, as I uh, pointed out, it's a verbal agreement. So no payment has been made until he is added into the major league roster, gotcha. which the Yankees should not be stupid. I learned from uh, Michael Kay uh, today before uh, the game started as he was talking about it. It's a verbal agreement. 
Yes, the deal is $3 million for a year, but it's a verbal agreement, right? So nothing has really been signed yet, exactly. but it has in a technical aspect, if you catch my drift. Yeah. Now, what does this look like? you got a serviceable, serviceable guy. He's easily number two, number three in this rotation. Like I said before, I'm shaky with Herman. I'm shaky with Sessa. Loaiziga, eh, you know, guy's got good stuff, but we need proven arms right now, especially if it's going to be a race against the Red Sox. And remember, this coming uh, April, I think three weeks from now, we have a three-game set, no, two-game set against the Red Sox. So that would be the first test of the year. Now, why do I say they should shut down Luis Severino until further notice because of shoulder inflammation? Well, I'm an athlete myself. I'm an amateur boxer, in case none of you guys know. I have suffered shoulder injuries. I have a history of shoulder injuries. And when inflammation happens, that's really the telltale sign to be like, oh, okay, yeah, this could be something serious. That could also lead to surgery. Now, you can take as many cortisone shots as you want, but the Yankees really need to play it safe. And while they're at it, go sign Dallas Keuchel. Thing is, right now, we don't know how bad the inflammation is, but the fact that you still have another arm like Dallas Keuchel in there, bring him in. Bring the guy in. Am I wrong for wanting to shut down Severino? Because he has inflammation, which could, which could lead to worse things. You're not wrong. Collarbone. No. Uh, torn labrum. Yeah. I mean, take it from me. I already had three, uh, three surgeries on my shoulder. Two on one arm, one on the other. I don't think you're wrong at all. Here's the thing. If anything that I have learned is that with surgery, with, with injuries like this, it's one of those that you have to be very cautious about. Because this is something that could resurface again later in the season if he, if again that he is not right. And what I'm going to be most intrigued by is, is to see how will it impact this velocity. Because again, remember, Severino last year was one of the hardest, if not the hardest throwing starter in the major leagues in terms of average fastball on miles per hour. So yeah. this injury definitely has be concerned not just not, not only in terms of the start of the season, the first month, but in particular how will it impact his, his season as a whole in terms of stuff, in terms of his velocity, if his fastball and so forth. So and that how means, many eating, uh, I mean, how many innings can he throw too? I mean, especially it's on his throwing arm as well. Exactly, and that's why, and that's why I'm I'm like I'm very worried and concerned as to. If he's not right, what now? What do you do next? Because there's no guarantee. And as as much as I hope and pray that, that he does get better and that he does return back to full health, I'm also on the air of caution where I feel that if, if you are the Yankees, you have to have a plan B. You have to have a plan C and so forth. Like... According to Brian Hoach of Yankees.com, 
He says that, quote, Severino is scheduled to, to play catch again on Thursday, increasing the number of throws to 50. Then he's going to take Friday off. So he will, so he will be unavailable to pitch in a big league game before May 1st. But yet again, there is no guarantee that he'll be back by May 1st. So there's no that, guarantee that he'd be 100% too. Exactly. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm very concerned. That's why I feel like and to add a guy like Junior Gonzalez is huge, because I think it would, adding it, a guy like Dallas Keuchel, it, it would it would also be huge as well. But starting but starting with but starting with Gonzalez, not to say that he's taking Centerino's spot as the ace of the rotation, but at least you get depth in that starting rotation, which is absolutely key if the Yankees. Are to live up to their aspirations of winning the American League East here in 2019. Now, on top of that, they need to do that. If I'm the Yankees, like they need, they need to reinforce their arms. But you want to hear the mess up part, Shoe? Yeah. Now, this this past free agency was supposed to be like the most stacked free agency that we ever seen. Am I correct? Yeah. Going from position players to starting pitchers, right? You know what's the thing that baffles me? A guy like Patrick Corbin, who happened to get the most, like, massive contract for a pitcher out of this free agent class, but he only had one good freaking season. One good season. One good season, besides his seasons with dealing with injuries, and Tommy John. Yet, you got Gio Gonzalez, who, like, literally got signed to the almost end of spring training and Dallas Keuchel without a job. Two proven guys versus one guy who has an injury history. How the hell does that happen? Where did, where did the market value dictate that Patrick Corbin was worth more than those guys? What was it? What was it? Why didn't the Yankees just jump on them from the get-go? I think part of it is because they, they felt confident enough as to where they were. Not to say that Brian Cashman is a type of general manager to stand pat, but it really, at the beginning of March, it felt that way. And I was clamoring for the Yankees to make a move to add depth to the rotation my thing is, why do they have to wait until injury happens, especially when it's your ace and his pitching arm, for it to happen for you to make the move? That is, that's really my only thing. That's where my only, my only strife is with, with Cashman. Now, should we have done what Steinbrenner did in 98, where he just threw a lot of money for arms, if you remember that? Orlando Hernandez... Hideki Ibaru, uh, you name it, if you remember. Mm. 98, where he just threw, which we had one of the best rotations of that World Series core. By far. Honestly, yeah. by far. If you remember, it made the front cover of Sports Illustrated where it says you could never have too many arms. Yeah. You had guys like David Wells... David Cohn, Annie Pettit, 
Alan Orlando Hernandez. As, 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 as your, yeah. And Hideki Erebu. Like, as a guy that you could, that you could absolutely throw, run out there every fifth day and they'll, make, and they'll make the starts. With this current Yankee team, you look, when healthy, you have Torino, Tanaka, Paxson, Sabathia, and then your fifth starter, question mark, right now, maybe, just maybe, possibly, Gio Gonzalez. Uh, you forgot about Hap. Jay Hap as well. That's your sixth starter. But I go to tell you that the Yankees have six starters right now. Yes. But, but, but obviously, obviously Severino is injured. So that, yeah. that, so that brings it down to five. Fair. Fair enough. And, and Sabathia hasn't reported yet. And that's another guy who's who's also injured. So right now the Yankees are down two starters, and they only have four healthy starters going into the um, the, the regular season, which starts in in exactly eight days. So what the hell are they waiting for to add freaking Gio Gonzalez to the to the major league roster? I I don't know, but I think I think there's also this factor. He's so far behind in terms of spring training. That he needs time in order to get ready for the um for the regular season. You gotta remember, spring training started a little over a month ago. Pitchers have already been throwing. Not to say that Gonzalez has not been throwing, but at the same time, he hasn't pitched in any in any of the games. So he's oh, not yeah. even game ready, and it does take time. So he is gonna have to go on some sort of extended spring training, so to speak. So that he's so that, so that he's game ready. But as far as that, I maybe he's gonna start the season in in AAA. Possibly. To get his feet wet. Yeah, possibly. And then what probably sorry. maybe ten starts and then call him up. I mean they have until April twentieth. Yeah. So so that's a deadline in itself. Mm-hmm. So, so what would you do if you're Brian Cashman? Or Aaron Boone? I honestly think that you give him about four or five starts, basically the sim- similar amount that you would have in spring training to get ready. You don't need ten starts in order to get ready for the major league season. That and I, I just think that if, if I'm Brian Cashman right now, you have him start in AAA and then call him up um, to um, bring him up to the major league roster. You know, just just to ensure that, that he's able to get ready. And like I said, I think this move is going to end up paying dividends for the Yankees. Should he, in fact, make make the ma- the major league roster without any doubt in my mind? I mean, if he makes, I, it's not if he should just make the major league roster right now. You can't rely on two swingmen. Uh, Jordan Montgomery won't come back to like later into the season. Yeah, like the summer, actually. Yeah. Because he just had Tommy John, when was it? Last year. Mm-hmm. Beginning around this time. Yeah. He had maybe like, what, four starts? Got shut down? That yeah. was about it? And then there goes Tommy John. So what's the next move for the Yankees? I think it's a fair question. And at this point, I, I think it's, I think it's absolutely anybody's guess. There's no, there's no guarantee. I think, if anything, that if you are, if you are the, the New York Yankees, you have to be wondering 
what other options are there because there are still very high level of free agents that are that are still unsigned that could help a team which amazes me in in every sense at the same time and I do mean at the same time I really honestly feel that you have to you have to think the Yankees are not necessarily biting the bait, so to speak, with some of these guys, which I honestly just don't understand. But at the same time, it, rem- it remains to be seen. It remains to be seen how this all will pan out. Injuries will happen. We know that, unfortunately, as, part, as, as it is part of the game. So it remains to be seen what the Yankees do in terms of options and signing guys and so forth, and opportunities that may um may open up. I mean, we have to do this ASAP. I mean, just put them in the roster, have them, you know, for now. Like, they should just put them in the roster, give them at least, like, three starts to, like, warm up, bring them back up, send one of these guys down, either Sessa or Herman, and then you really have no space for them because on top of that, they're relievers at best, and then you already got a deadly bullpen. Mm-hmm. With Green, another guy who's got shut down with inflammation is Batances. But there's a reason why we got three closers now. Absolutely. And you know, Jonathan Holder could do his uh, serviceable stuff, give Batances that rest. Batances comes back, but like I said, this the shoulder inflammation stuff. It should just scare the shit out of all of us. I mean, it scares the shit out of me. Mm. Shit, I don't even want to talk about myself when it comes to shit like that. <laughs> Seriously, I don't. I don't blame you, <laughs> man. I I tell you this. I remember being in high school. Going off topic over here. I remember being in high school baseball practice. I'm over here throwing a ball, and this is when I still haven't got my first operation yet. Yeah. But I'm throwing the ball, throwing the ball. I throw heat. I feel my shoulder come out, and I put that crap right back in. Oh my god, the most painful thing uh, I could have played games since that. I, I, uh, I don't, I don't think I want to even imagine the pain that you must have felt. Oh, like man. I'm good, thanks. As Yankee fans, yes, there's things to be worried about, but should we be freaked out? No way in hell. No way in hell. Mm-hmm. Should we really be freaked out? Concerned, yeah, but freaked out? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, are we still good? Yeah, we're still good. We're still going to be good to go. Thing is, baseball is a marathon. You have a hundred and sixty-two game season. It's just going to go and go and go. And to even break the news for all you guys, uh. Buffalo Wild Wings is now inside uh, Yankee Stadium. Thanks to Shu for breaking that news to me. So, if you want your wings from Buffalo Wild Wings, go to the stadium right now when you're at the game. You'll have your Buffalo Wild Wings. They have their sauces, all that good stuff. And, if you want to meet your co-host too, I will be at the game on the 30th and the 31st. Hmm. What are we looking forward to for this team? I'm looking forward to the offense and this deadly bullpen. Seriously. 
No, I agree. Look forward to see what Paxton can do. What what can we get out of a full season out of J Hap? How does Tanaka's elbow hold up? I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see that. And let me tell you something. I I really think this team, as I said from the first episode, as we said from the first episode, that this team is actually much better than last year on paper. Yeah. I believe it. And I think, yeah. interestingly enough, interestingly enough, I think if, if you are, if you're the Yankees, that this team offensively, they're still, they're still the same from last season. So, I mean, minus um, Didi Gregorius, who'll be back later in the season. But I feel that right now, and I've been pre- preaching this since day one on this podcast, the pitching, the pitching, the pitching. And, and it was something that I, I saw that really had my eyes really st- and stunningly shocked that these guys are, st- are still still not signed. And there's a couple of guys that I saw that I felt that could absolutely use, the Yankees could use in terms of pitching. Okay. Shoot for that. James Shields is one guy. Mm-hmm. I understand that the whole concern of him not being able to pitch in big games and so forth. But here's the thing. Like, I think he would he would be a good placeholder for guys like Sabathia who is still working his way back and from from from, from injury. And I think that he he'll be a great option for the Yankees to put into his slot in the rotation for now. Because you, you never know. And I'm, and I'm working support, out. And you know, you never know what, what can happen exactly. And that's one thing that's frustrating, but call call it crazy. Okay. But what about Bartolo Colon? A reunion with Bartolo Colon? Yes. And oh, by the way, Yankee fans, he was a Yankee 2011. Yes. He was. That Bartolo Colon. Fat, fat, big, big sexy. That Bartolo Colon. I mean, if, yeah. I mean, us Yankee fans, we're going to call him that big sexy shit because we are not like those. Uh, I know. You know the, those, the team, the, the, other team the other team that wears orange and orange and blue. I get it. But orange and pink, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I get it, but it's like you need the help that you can get in terms of your starting rotation until the guys can get healthy. Yeah. And, and I do. think that, listen, I don't think you should take, take a chance with the Red Sox getting off to another, another scorching start the way that they did last year. Cause remember, Yankee fans, the Red Sox started 17 and 2. And we spent basically the entire year playing cat, trying to play catch up in the AL East. Yeah. And I, and I think that you can ill afford having to do that again. But, uh, to remind the Yankee fans to begin with, you know, last year before anyone got injured, including Jordan Montgomery, we had one of the best team ERAs from our rotation. Mm-hmm. Like, literally the lowest ERAs for at least, like, two months. We were doing pretty good. No injuries happened. You know, originally this, you know, was supposed to be something different, this episode, but knowing that there, this is really an emergency topic to talk about. But I do want to get something off my chest, okay? Yeah. As we all know, 
Mike Trout got that massive extension, which is like the biggest contract extension in Major League Baseball history. Deservingly so. That guy is just, he's either Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb, or he's just better than both of them. First ballot Hall of Famer, hands down. Guy deserves it. You know, I was hoping he would not sign it, and that would be um, 2003 all over again, a bidding war in the free agency, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you remember the winter meetings of 2003, when we got, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the pitcher from Cuba. That he ended up winning world, a World Series in... Uh, You're talking about Jose Contreras. Yes, Jose he, Contreras. He won, yeah, he won a World Series with, with the White Sox in 05, yes. Along with former Yankee Orlando Hernandez, too. Right. I was hoping they'd be a bidding war next season. I mean, could you imagine that? A bidding war between the Red Sox and the Yankees for Mike Trout? The best Major League Baseball player, in my eyes, honestly speaking. Way better than Bryce Harper. You know, mm-hmm. what's so funny, and what I want to get out of my chest in this uh, this episode right now, I've seen a lot of Mets fans talking shit. Ha ha, bunch of Yankee fans are mad because uh, they're, they're going 0 for 3 in the free agency as far as big-name superstars. Nolan Arenado would not be a free agent, nor is now that Bryce Harper has gone to Philly, you're still going to see you're still going to see Bryce Harper abusing your asses, you dumb fucks. And, obviously, the whole Mike Trout shit. Now, you, you know what really gets on my nerves? Mm-hmm. They want to come at us for not... for failing. Alright? Yeah. For failing to get one of the big-name superstars like Machado and Harper, and then also the news of Mike Trout obviously extending... They want to come at us for striking out with that when their owners don't even fucking spend money and puts a shit product in their field, and then they want to complain that they don't got a team and then that their owners are cheap. Which one is it? Which one is it going to be? You can't have both ways. If you are a Mets fan, you should not. I I repeat, you should not talk shit. To a Yankees fan. You should not talk shit. As a Yankees fan. And if any of you Mets fans are listening to this. Oh well you always got the Mets. In your No. No. You guys always got to be that redheaded stepchild. That is annoying as hell. Always got to open their mouths. When they're nothing. When they're just. When they're just like the borough of freaking Staten Island. Trash. Trash! Basura! <laughs> Seriously! And you know who's another one I got? And, and now that I'm talking about the Mets, now that I'm ranting about this, you know who's a, the leader of the Seven Line Army? You seriously <laughs> gonna try to come at us with the Baby Shark, like, remix? Say, Yankee sucker, dude. And then, you go off and delete it, and you want to say Yankee fans can't handle a joke? No. Even your own Met fans, your own followers, were saying that was the trashest thing 
to come out. Seriously. (laughs) If that thing was so good, I'd probably be laughing my ass off while listening to it, while taking a nice, mean shit. But now I'm taking a nice, mean shit on... Okay. As you know, I actually uh, tweeted his dumb ass. And he uh, he didn't uh, respond to me. So, by all means, I'm taking the biggest shit from him. I mean, the biggest shit on him. Come on. <laughs> what was your thoughts on that bullshit, Shoe? First Please, off, first off let, 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 me, let, me, let me start off by saying the following. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm almost speechless, like... Because I'll speak just because of what you what you're just saying. It's like, dude, dude, come on. What you what what else do you honestly expect from these people? That's number one. Number two, what makes it what makes it all the more hilarious and just downright embarrassing is the fact that this is the type of thing that Met fans are no, especially that one in particular is known for. Like, come on, if you. If you're going to complain, if you're going to complain and, and berate Yankee fans, or at least make fun of Yankee fans, at least, for the, for the, for the love of God, do something. Win. Win a championship. You haven't done that entering, this is about, you're about to enter year 33 of not winning a championship in New York. And I'm not talking about the times you got to the playoffs and lost the World Series. I'm not even. I'm not even talking about that. But it's it's like it's yeah, one of those things where they, they like to uh, bring up how we choked to the Red Sox on 0 and 3 and all that stuff. But they have more embarrassing moments. The same. But even then, as I like, do that that same year, where were you? You were at home. You didn't even make the playoffs. No, you didn't. Like again, the the mindset of Mets fans genuinely annoys and. Amazes me in a bad way where it's like the Yankees didn't do this, the Yankees didn't do that, they don't do this, they don't do that, but for, but for, for, but for Pete's sake, your organization can, can never consistently feel the winner. That's a fact. Time and no. time again. And here we are, don't get me wrong, I have to say that listen, the match rotation of top three looks good on paper, but yet again, they haven't been able to stay consistently healthy, with the exception of Jake, of Jake Degrom, and that's it. But that, but that's not, but that is a whole entirely different issue and topic. But all I'm saying is like that video is ridiculous, and all, all I can do is laugh. I can't even. I'm not even mad. I'm just like, really? Is, is that the best you got? Unbelievable. Seriously. And by the way, the leader of the Seven Line Army, okay? Yeah. His name is Darren Meenan. 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 Meenan what? Meaning you suck? Meaning you're horrible? Meaning your team is trash? Meaning you're, you're this? My God! I've heard three-year-olds call Yankees cunts. And that oh, was wow. way better. 
way better than the Yankees suck do 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 do. Baby shark. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> on this, on 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 a, on a very on a side note, can you imagine a closer, any closer, not just the Yankees, coming out with coming out of the bullpen to the song of Baby Shark? <laughs> My God. <laughs> can you imagine the Dolphins is like. Baby shark, da, 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 oh, da, da, da. No, no. and it's like what? That, <laughs> that would be the time I would try to tweet Brian Cashman and like <laughs> ask him to like uh you know please just trade the player away, just trade him for a bag of uh baseballs and maybe maybe a uh and, and cracker jacks, please don't. Don't ever do that. Any of you Yankees, please do not do that crap. I know, uh, uh, I heard that a minor league baseball player did that crap. Came out to that. Mm-hmm. And listen, I don't care. I'm going to spew the shit that I want. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This is the 161st Street Murders Row podcast. You know what we just did, Shoe? What's that? With what we just said, you know what we just did? We just murdered. We murdered Darren Meenan's stupid idea. We just murdered it. You know why we murdered it? Because his idea was so fucking stupid. Like, come on. If you're going to come at the Yankees, do something better. Am I right? Of course. Don't talk shit about the Yankees and then... And then, oh, by the way, your team still finishes in last place. Like, dude, no, that's not true, dude. They won the World Series in April. Come on, man. They always have a parade in the canyon of, of, of Nero's. I mean, it's, it's the same canyon of heroes where we've marched down no, at least five, five times since, since, 90, since 96. So, <laughs> but still. But still, it's like, dude. I mean, yeah. They also, they also want to come at us for uh, for our injuries too, right? Because we're down a few few uh, pitchers. Now they want to say that we wish we had their rotation. No, newsflash. I will say this: maybe your top two in Degrom and Syndergaard, but after that, your rotation is trash. Am mm. I right or wrong? Mm-hmm. Amen. Seriously, am I right or wrong? Cano ain't gonna do shit. Freaking Edwin Diaz is not gonna close all the freaking time if you can't like, if you're not in a safe situation, mm-hmm. like, you're just gonna be wasting him. And Jarrett's familiar. <laughs> Wasn't he part of that uh 2015 team that uh? Yes. Drove? Sounds familiar, right? Mm-hmm. And as Yankee fans, we haven't done. Shit in like 10 years. I mean, winning a World Series in 10 years. But at least we were able to witness it and not smoke a lot. Of, I mean, and not sniff a lot of freaking cocaine and smoke a bunch of crap and be intoxicated for those World Series. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, too, I do would like to mention that um, Alex Tora, yeah, good manager and all that stuff, but he's going to have to get humbled. And I hope 
the Yankees humble his ass. I mean, I hope they see that video of him saying, oh, we scored 16 runs on them. What they do? Huh. He talked a lot of crap about us in the, in the parade. <laughs> on top of that, too, also, remember when Aaron Judge blasted uh, the theme from New York? Oh, yeah. Well, that's our theme song. And here's the thing. What I learned, he only blasted it outside of the box. He didn't go by the locker room and blast it. So the media likes to, uh, like, likes to blow shit out of proportion. Typical. So we're, while we're all mad at freaking Judge for what he did, I think we all owe Judge a, a freaking apology. Apologize for what? I mean, we thought that he was being a freaking cocky asshole when he wasn't. Well, he wasn't, but, I mean, apparently the Red Sox used it as fuel of motivation. Speaking of Judge, I, I, I got to bring this, this this question up because in lieu yeah. of the news of Mike Trout signing that, that monstrous 12-year, $430 million contract extension, and with Judge and Betts, deals are coming coming up very quickly and shortly for the for, for for Yankee fans I think this is a time to really question and wonder what's Judge's contract going to be worth and what what is he going to get when his time comes up and it's coming up within the next year or two after he gets out of his um his um his, his rookie deal I think the Yankees are going to throw a lot of money at him I think they're probably going to go 120 150 million maybe like Five years, because you know they're not going to commit to it. Wow, happened? The low market value. I mean, uh, and I say this because one, think about the money that Bryce Harper just got. Yes. In terms of thirteen years, three hundred thirty million. Trout with twelve years, four hundred thirty million. Now, here's the thing with with Bryce Harper, right? All that was guaranteed without any opt outs. And there's a no trade clause that he's in control of. So this is all money guaranteed, right? That's money guaranteed. With Harper, you may got maybe only five good years of him because his injuries are starting to catch up, as you and I both know. And, you know, I'm just not talking shit to talk shit. It's facts. Right? Yeah. Trout, he has a bit of an injury history, but you know what you're going to get out of him. I mean, he's the best player in baseball. He, compared to um, the judge, I mean, not to judge, uh, compared to Harper, is is the marketability. Yeah. Harper's more of the flashy guy, and Trout is more, like, quiet, let me do my thing, and I just want to play baseball. A lot of analysts have said it, including the MLB Network. I mean, you could just look it up. Do you ever see Mike Trout in, in a Gatorade commercial? No. Mm-hmm. Do you see him in any commercials? No. Bryce Harper, you do. I mean, if I'm if I'm a Major League Baseball team, Trout over Harper. No questions asked. Yeah. No questions against. Now, do you say market value? Touch on that. Now, here's the thing. As I was mentioning in terms of contract value, 
Bryce Harper just got 12, I mean, yeah, 13 million. Sorry, wow, excuse me. 13 years, 330 million. Pardon me, guys. Trial got 12 years, 430. Judge, I have to, I have to wonder he, he should be getting more than 300, 350 million, in my honest opinion. Here's why. Numbers have shown so far yeah. in his career. He, he, he is a better all-around player than Harper. Call me crazy, but I, I honestly think so. That he is yeah. a much better player than Harper and still, he still belongs in that same class, but Mike Trout is being one of the best outfielders in the game. Him, Judge, I'm talking about, Trout, and Betts. So we're talking about specifically looking at Judge. That's why I feel like the five, the, the $150 million, I'm like, dude, you should really underpaying the man. Especially after what some of the best outfield talent in the game are just have just gotten paid. No way. No way. I now, think... If you're, five, listen. Now, if you're going five years. Like, let's say you offer him five years. Okay? What uh-huh. do you offer him? Let's say you offer him five years. What do you offer him money-wise? <sighs> That's the thing. I would I would offer him more than five years. If anything, if anything I'm offering ten. Ten? Start ten years. Yes. Ten years. $375 million. There you have it. You heard wow. it. You heard it right here, right now on March twentieth, twenty nineteen. First, I would offer Brian. If I'm Brian Cashman, I'm offering just ten years, two hundred seventy-five million. Right that right now. He's he's he finishes the rest of his career in New York with the Yankees in pinstripes. Yeah, because one. He could very easily be the face of baseball. Two, he already is the face of the New York Yankees. Three, he's playing in the biggest media market in the world, that is New York. And, he, and what better guy? Even that he could play in the playoffs. Right. And, he, and the Yankees, are, they are, they're always in the playoffs and consistently will be in the playoffs over the next several years. No doubt in my mind about it. So what better guy to give that kind of money to than judge. So I'm going on the ledge and I'm saying 10 years, $375 million. That's the contract that you offer him once his, once his rookie deal is done. And if he has another monster year this year, fully healthy, there's no reason why. There's no reason why he doesn't get that money. Extend him as soon as possible. Yeah. Seriously, extend him as soon as possible. And what about Gary Sanchez? Now, Gary Sanchez, now, I'm looking at it from a position standpoint, but I, but I wouldn't shy away from paying, paying him seven years, 100, 140 mil. Cause my thing is, we know what he can do. If he's healthy and consistent, healthy and consistent, he had a down year. I understand in 2018, he had a down year. We all know that. And injury. And, and, and injury. But we also know what he can do when he's healthy. Hitting 30, 33 home runs and 90 runs batted in in 2017. We know that. And 2016, when he burst on the scene. So we know what he's capable of. So my thing is, what would you offer him in terms of contract once his, once his rookie deal is up as well? 
And as I mentioned, seven, I think you go seven years, 140. I think it's fair. Seven years, one. Oh. That wouldn't be bad. No, not at all. I mean, now that you got Severino locked for the next four or five years. Four years, yeah. Wait, is it four or five? I believe it's four. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's four years, $40 million. Yeah. I mean, we also heard that Mookie Betts decided that he's going to reject the $200 million extension on top of that. Wait, repeat that? Mookie Betts, he mm-hmm. uh, he rejected that two hundred million dollar um extension from the Red yeah. Sox. Yeah, because he knew that the contracts of Harper and Trout were going to exceed that. And you know what? I don't blame him. He's shown that he is one of the premier outfielders in Major League Baseball. Not even just one of them. Arguably, top three right now. Not even a question. And he's Especially right there with Judge. And he's right there with Judge as, the, as two of the best right fielders in baseball. Him and Judge, right off the bat, easily. Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts. Depending on which, depending on which side of the ledger you're on, whether you're a Yankee fan or a Red Sox fan. But they're one yeah. and one A. They're absolutely one and one A. That's no doubt. And even, even the MLB Network has said that. They're, yeah. They're identical, but Judge has the better arm and, you know, has That's more debatable. power. That. Yeah. I mean, Judge has a freaking can. I, honestly speaking, he has a better arm than Bryce Harper. Oh, absolutely. No question. There's no, I, I don't want anybody to argue that with me. If you're going to try to argue that, look at the defensive highlights. Tell me who's got the better arm. Because <laughs> few games I've been to, I've seen Judge... Take a ball from right field and throw guys that were running out to home. He threw them out. We also forgot to mention also Hicks is on the DL as well. Yeah. So that means right now, that means Clint Frazier is going to have his time to shine, man. Yeah, and it's got to be this year. It's either now or never. Yeah, it's either now or never. Yeah. The guy has awesome potential. He has great potential. I mean, you saw his first home run. Mm-hmm. No, not his first home run. You saw his first walk-off home run. His walk-off home against the Brewers two um two years ago, yes. Now, can I ask you, how was your experience that moment? What it was, was the experience? It was it was pretty awesome. I mean, for a guy who, leading up to that, we 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 heard so much about his bat speed, his his ability to play the outfield well. Um, it was it was pretty neat to see, like the genuine um, excitement. Like, and I and I really, and I and I feel like it's it's great. It's great. It was great to actually have seen it live in person. At the same time, I he's gone through a lot in terms of the concussions and so forth. But but you know, I feel like it is also a it is. It is also going to. It's also going to be a year where he's got to stay on the field. He's got to be able to like produce and, and, show, and show what the Yankees. They made the right decision not going after Harper. Cause that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. Did they? Make, did they also make the right decision with with uh? Well, can't say 
they didn't make the right decision. They did make an offer to Machado, but he went to San Diego. Now, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, shit, I wish we would have had Machado. I, I, I'm glad the Yankees didn't go after Machado, honestly. Like, no thanks. Or you mean you're glad that he didn't sign with the Yankees? That the Yankees didn't go after Machado, like I said. No, they went after him, but... No, well, kind of, but I'm glad that ultimately they didn't pull the trigger and, and actually offer him, like, the contract. <coughs> Excuse me. Because I, because, because all along throughout the offseason I've been saying Andohar needs to get that chance to sh- to continue to, to grow uh, as a starting third baseman. And I think he'll he'll be he'll even be better this year than he was last season. Well, he's been showing that in spring training. I mean, exactly. his arms got better, his defense has got better. He's still got that bat. I mean, it looks like Andohar is a five tool player. Yeah, it, potentially. It just looks like. Hmm. I mean, hey. The guy who really should have been Rookie of the Year, let's be realistic. He should have been Rookie of the Year. That was highway robbery. I mean, Shohei Otani, you know, not a knock to him. Guy has great talent and all, but he missed games. And Andujar was consistent. He, he was consistent. He had better batting numbers. Yeah, his defense was a little shaky, but... I mean, breaking uh, Joe DiMaggio's doubles record, um, leading the league in, like, extra base hits. The guy can do it all. He should have been rookie of the year. No doubt. Yeah. Doubt he should have been rookie of the year. I mean, I'm confident with this team. Let's just see what we do with our pitching situation. Shoot. Any announcements you have to make, man? Um... Not that I can think of at this time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if, on what, what you're alluding to, but... Mm. Going to any Yankee games this year? Maybe um, some of the listeners could actually meet you, know yeah, who you are? I, I'm I'm, ho- I'm planning to go to, God willing, um, the Yankees Red Sox when they come here to um, to Boston later this summer. Um, so if for any of you who listen and, and that are in here in New England or even in the Boston area, um, like, let, let me know. Let, let me know. And definitely, um, definitely look forward to, um, to, to meeting, um, me, meeting the listeners as well. And what is your pregame spot in case, you know? I'm usually on Lansdowne, right by where Tony, what, what, what Cask and Flagon is. Like that's on the corner of Brookline and Lansdowne. Is that a good place to pregame? Oh, absolutely! It's actually one of the best sports bars in America. Wow, that's friggin' awesome! Oh, absolutely. As you guys know, for the listeners who actually want to meet me, I will be at the game uh, Saturday, March thirtieth, against the Baltimore Orioles, mm-hmm. and Sunday, March thirty-first. And you will catch me at the Bodega and Section 203 for both games. Don't be afraid to say hi. Ask questions. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll ask some questions for you guys to be put in this uh, podcast. Talk about Yankees trivia. I mean, I got to say, we are very appreciative of 
everyone who's been listening to us, who's been supporting us. It's, it's very humbling. I mean, words can't freaking explain it. We try to make this as uh, entertaining as we can, very informative. Talking Yankees is our passion. Thank you, thank you guys to those that listen on a weekly basis. Your support is absolutely appreciated and it has not gone unnoticed or unappreciated at all. And guys, we may have a special episode next week. Who knows? I don't know. Or to, it could just to be, be another to, to be to be announced, to be determined. Best yes. way to put it. Yeah, you know, we got to go in the lab and you know uh, have to run some tests. Have some lab rats, you know? Now we're just playing with you. Seriously. Come by. Say hi to to some of us. I mean, to all of us. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at 161murderers underscore pod. Follow follow me on Twitter uh, at lightningboxing. Shoe. Shukri96Yankees. And follow him on Instagram on Mr. Dot underscore Traveler. Did I get mm-hmm. it right? Yep, you did. And you can find me on Facebook, uh, Wesley Segundo and Shukri Writes. For more content and updates, also join my Facebook group, which is a Yankees Facebook group, 161st Street Murderers Row. It ain't going to get any more Yankees than that. Absolutely this not. This is the closure of episode five. We're glad you guys have been listening to us. Have a great day. Have a great evening. Have a great night. Have a great morning. No matter where you're listening from and you're a Yankees fan, we are too. You are just as diehard as us. And hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Shoe, take us out. Let's go, Yankees. And let's get after it. Thank you for, for continuing to listen to us. We out. Next episode coming up. This was another episode of 161 Murderer's Row Pod. Thank you for joining us. Please join us once again with your hosts, Shukri Wrights and Wesley Segundo. This show was produced by Ricky Lewinkowicz of Pain Train Pipe Bomb. Please join us once again for another episode of 161 Murderer's Row Pod. See ya!